0: Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Richmond, and this is the Dwelling Richly Bible Study, where we love God, heart, soul, mind, and strength. We are women who enthusiastically and intentionally dwell in the Word and let the Word of Christ dwell in us richly. You can find Bible studies and video teaching like this on my blog and the Dwelling Richly podcast. Subscribe to this channel. Hit that little church bell so you can get notified whenever I drop a new video. Let's get into the Word. But let's do exactly that and get into God's Word together today. I'm really glad you guys are here and looking forward to diving into today's lesson with you. Um, just a quick reminder also, if you are brand new to this study, or maybe just brand new to listening and watching along with me here, be sure to say hi and uh, leave a comment, click the like button, and uh, let me know that you're here. It's always fun to know that I'm with you and engaging together with you, so thank you. Uh, today we're going to be going through Lesson 2. It's day three of Lesson 2 of the Genesis study, and we'll be covering a variety of passages. Uh, we're going to be kind of moving in on Psalm Uh, 104 a little bit more today we're also going to dig into Genesis now and get closer in and start really uh, looking at those scriptures so I'm glad you guys are here grab your Bible make sure you have your lesson you can go on my website and download that if you haven't already registered uh, for the Bible study please take a minute to do that today as well so you you can continue to get the lessons provided for you and uh, let's go ahead and pray and get into God's Word today Heavenly Father we thank you once again for our time together in your word We ask God for peace and for understanding as well as wisdom as we read, study, engage, and dwell in your word. Thank you that your word is alive and it teaches us and it reframes our mind and our heart gets reset toward you. Bless our time together in Jesus' name. Amen all right well as you can see here on the screen or again in lesson two it's day three and uh, we just follow a nice rhythm as we get into our study together you just read along and engage again here with me as always Um, i put this the scripture up there on the screen so that you can see as we get started Um, but let's go ahead and uh, practice our memory verse Uh, when we when I introduced this to you, I said that God had given me a, a melody, a simple melody to help us all remember it, and maybe I'll get, you know, God will provide more inspiration as we move through the study. But for now, uh, let's go ahead and practice this together. Uh, it's from Psalm 104, verses 33 through 34, and that's out of the NIV. And I'll sing it, and you sing along with me. If you're new to it, you're just kind of getting into the rhythm. You can speak it with me, or you can pause and replay and uh, see if you can get the melody, and uh, it'll help you to learn it, right? all right goes like this I will sing to the Lord all my life I will sing praise to my God as long as I live may my meditation be pleasing to him as I rejoice in the Lord pretty simple right Okay, So I will sing to the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. May my meditation be pleasing to him as I rejoice in the Lord. That's from Psalm 104 verses 33 and 34. All right. Uh, Our passage today. We're going to be actually reading a lot of different passages and digging into a bit. So we probably should get started on that so we can cover our territory today. But uh, a quick reminder: if you are using the online version, uh, you can use the print version. You can see that right over here, over my shoulder in the notebook, or you can use the online. If you do the online version, then. All of the verses are hyperlinked and they'll open up to Bible Gateway or other Bible resources and you'll have a quick reference to all of those. So uh, we're going to go ahead and open with reading three passages. Our key passage from Genesis, our review uh, from the Psalm 104, and a little uh, section from Job as well. Uh, I've got those keyed up, like I said here, in the scripture. So let's go ahead and begin at the beginning. (laughs) In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was without shape and empty and darkness was over the surface of the watery deep and uh, but the spirit of god was moving over the surface of the water god said let there be light and there was light god saw that the light was good so god separated the light from the darkness god called the light day and the darkness night there was evening and there was morning marking the first day you may have noticed also i have uh put put the uh, new international version up there for you as well uh, I use Bible Gateway I've mentioned this before and if you go to the top of a Bible Gateway page you'll see that you have um, a parallel option mm, kinda hard to see it on my screen here but uh, it's there <laughs> right there in the corner parallel alright uh, so use that alright let's take a look at our verse today from Psalm 104 uh, which is the first four verses praise the Lord O my soul Oh, Lord, my God, you are magnificent. You are robed in splendor and majesty. He covers himself with light as if it were a garment. He stretches out the skies like a tent curtain and lays the beams of the upper rooms of his palace on the rain clouds. Oh, I love the poetic sound of this verse. It's so beautiful. Uh, He makes the clouds his chariot and travels on the wings of the wind. He makes the winds his messengers and the flaming fire his attendant. All right, so there's our Psalm 104. All right, let's go ahead and take a look at Job 38, 4 through 7. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you possess understanding. Who set its measurements, if you know? Or who stretched a measuring line across it? On what were its bases set? Or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang in chorus, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. All right, so there's our opening passages today, and our focus today is getting to know God, getting to know God. So you may have read Genesis 1, 1 through 5, or you have now read Genesis 1, 1 through 5, three times. Once in Lesson 1, once yesterday, and now again today. That's amazing. Great job. Let's dig in a little deeper and come to a better understanding, okay? Here we go. Number one. Write the first five words of Genesis 1-1 in English, then copy the words in Hebrew. Remember, English is written left to right. You don't have to remember that, you, you just automatically do that, right? But Hebrew is written right to left. So I've written the Hebrew there for you, and you can also go on to a, a Bible resource page called BibleHub.com and open up the uh, interlinear version of that page and see the the Hebrew there. Uh, all right, so. Uh, Our opening verse to this go ahead and get that scroll back up there for you so you can see it In Genesis 1 1 to 5 in the beginning God created in the beginning God Created so in English all those five in Hebrew you can see broken up there it's actually four and uh, I've written the transliteration for you here on your page Uh, transliterated is bereshit, Beresheet Uh, which is the whole phrase in the beginning and then elohim which is god and then bara which is created and then et which is an untranslatable mark so we don't have that we don't have any representation for that at all in the english all right go ahead and pause take a minute grab your pen grab your pencil if you have a a calligraphy pen you can get that look if you want to look up that verse in uh, hebrew in a little more simple way just like in english lettering you get Fancy graphic uh, fonts, you get very simple, plain box letter fonts. So this is a little more dramatic. It's got that calligraphy look to it, but you can get a simplified version if you want to look for it. Otherwise, have some fun and simplify it yourself. Pay attention to the nuances of if a line connects or doesn't connect. And uh, when you see the dots and the, the, the jots and the tittles are called, the little markings that go underneath and give you that, uh, those are the actual the vowel sounds in Hebrew. So uh, go ahead and pause, take a minute to write out uh Bershit Elchim Baraet, Baraet. All right. All right, welcome back. Hopefully, you had time to practice that. Take a picture of it. I would love to see how you're doing on writing it in, in Hebrew. I'll see if I can get my picture up there later on. Maybe I'll maybe I'll drop it in the video as we go through and stick it right there for you. We'll see. <laughs> all right, back to our study. Um we're going to do number two now observe from today's readings write down three qualities of god as creator so looking through our passage again and we we already highlighted quite a bit of this the other day when we were in uh, when we were reading the whole big overview in the beginning god created so right there off the bat a quality of god is creating right that's that's what's he that's who he is um, now the earth was without shame, empty. Darkness was over the surface of the watery deep. But the spirit of God was moving. A quality of God is movement. That would be a, one right there. God said, "Let there be light." Now, a quality of God. We would, we would, we, we might want to be tempted to say that He speaks. He does, but we have to remember that God doesn't have a mouth. So the idea of speaking is more. Um, uh, wording to help us understand it in a sense, alright, so he's speaking and so the quality then represented would be communicating, God wants to communicate, so he's creating and he's communicating, he's making things happen, um, and then he saw that it was good, so he's evaluating, that's a quality of God um, and he's separating, so he's deciding, he's making a distinction between things, okay Some sometimes it's difficult to read through and think, what, is, what do you mean a quality of God. What does that even mean? But I want us to learn to think about that because what's our goal? We talked about this in the last message. The goal is to meet God, to learn about God. So as we're reading, we should be thinking, okay, what do I, how do I meet God here? What is he trying to do? How is he connecting with me and uh, helping me see him and meet him, right? So those are some qualities that you can jot down about God, all right. Uh, number three, underline highlight created in your Bible and right near it, the Hebrew word bara. Try writing it in Hebrew. You already wrote it up you know, there when you practiced, um, but go ahead and try to write that in your Bible. The verb bara only occurs with God as its subject. God alone creates, and he is creates out of nothing. Note, in this study, we highlight God in blue and uh, actions in yellow. So I've talked to you before about using a Pentel. Ta-da! This is the Pentel 8 and uh it's a great tool because like the name suggests it has eight uh uh, colored pencils right inside so you just turn this around and uh, select the color that you want you want orange you want blue you want yellow i'll make it really i'll make i'll make it really come out so you can see it but here's what the pencils look like right there you see And then when you pick a select a color that you want. So if you want yellow, if you want blue, whatever it is, you just twist it and then highlight. It just, it simplifies your life. I use, as a little extra bonus tip, I use my glasses case to hold uh different highlighters. I bought 3 of them so I can always keep one of them set to the blue, always keep one of them set to the orange and always keep one of them set to like red or yellow. They don't I think they come also with a black one of these little um pen holders Um, but you don't necessarily get to pick one when it gets shipped to you Um, I somehow ended up with these three plus I have a black one as well and I just keep them all set so I use quite a few and I have my mechanical pencil in here as well and I usually keep a pen which is on my desk somewhere as well but that's a little tip there use your uh, glasses case (laughs) all right Uh, actions in yellow with a double underline (laughs) When i was a grade school teacher do you remember doing this when you diagram sentences well i would teach a simplified version of that to my students with a noun being single underline and a verb or action word being double underline so i carry that over into the bible and double underline actions or verbs when you see them all right so those are great tips something simple for you to simple and consistent. And if you forget any of that, just go all the way back to the introduction packet in this Bible study, and you'll see the outline there in the first two or three pages, uh, the color code for using the Pentel or any other highlighter to mark it, and that might help you to stay consistent throughout your study. Number four, what did God do? So make a note of the action of God and what God did in each verse. Use your notes from day two of this lesson to help you know we've already written that out in day two and now you're just kind of rethinking it and i'm guiding you along a thought process to kind of help open up this passage for you and start making some aha moment connections some of you already have i've already gotten some uh comments even from our last bible study from your reading already so good job on that so let's dig in a little deeper and have some more aha moments here together all right so uh god's action and the result or the description of that action so god's action and and verse one now the earth uh, in the beginning God created and the result of that would be um, the heavens and the earth right so there's a big opening creation um, creating moment Um, chapter one verse two God the spirit because you'll see right here in the passage it says but the spirit of God was moving so the action was moving and the result over the surface of the water God, verse 3, says God said, and then there was light. There's the result. Uh, verse 4, God saw that the light was good. So God saw, and the result was evaluating, um, and the d- decision was good. <laughs> like, you could evaluate uh, a meal that you made and evaluate, good, or evaluate, I did not turn out good. <laughs> so God evaluates, and he says, Good uh two actions in uh four so god saw it was good and god separated so god saw and god separated the light from the darkness so what did he do god saw um this is the first verse four and then separated the next verse four and then um, the action that was received there was light and darkness get separated and then verse five god called the light day so god called is the action and what's the result we get a we get naming We get a naming, you get a day and you get night. And then the next part, the the conclusion there, uh, there was evening and morning marking the first day. All right. You guys are doing awesome. Good job. All right. Lesson two, day three, continuing on with number five, read Genesis one, two from several versions. I recommend the following English standard names of God, Bible, new international version, amplified online resources like Bible gateway or, um, or. Or Bible Hub are very helpful and then I, I'm gonna give you the link right here we're gonna go ahead and take a, a look at that all right so I've called up here on the screen for you you can see out of Bible Hub Bible Hub's a great resource because you can see it, a lot of different versions right there on one page I like how they've got them organized as well modern translations classic translations and uh, literal transla- translations to kind of help you see oh I see that's you know three distinct categories and I've asked you to look up this verse in several and compare the wording. Uh, what are some ways the phrase tohu tohu vabohu are translated Now you might be going what where is she getting tohu Wapohoo? Well right here <laughs> uh, uh, you're gonna see call-out boxes throughout our entire lesson. And It'll say it's Hebrew to me, you know, like the whole old saying it's Greek to me like you don't understand something you say it's Greek to me well, we're gonna say it's Hebrew to me as appropriate and uh, I will give you some Hebrew and we'll go through it like that So look for these call-out boxes if you ever like what is she referring to? It's often over here in this call-out box so the call-out box says tohu wabohu tohu wabohu is a Hebrew expression describing a chaotic state and let's go ahead and take a look at some of the translations and get your versions going. So uh, recommend uh, we've done New International, and we they sit, call it, uh, the wording would be formless. You can see it here and empty. The New Living, again, formless and empty. English Standard, without form and void. Um, let's go ahead over. I'm going to also show the Names of God Bible, and I've highlighted this for you. Um, in the Names of God, this is over on uh, Bible Gateway. They don't have it on uh, Bible Hub. But I, I like the Names of God Bible for a couple of reasons, and it's a decent translation, but in particular I like how the Names of God are actually highlighted. So, for example, you'll see the Ruach Elohim, whereas over here it just says the Spirit of God, and, um, but in the Names of God Bible it'll give the actual name of God. Uh, that's being used right there, so you can see that. So, anyway, back to the formless and void or tohu wabohu. Isn't that fun to say? Give it a try. Tohu wabohu. Um, formless and empty. Uh, Amplified is great because it gives you, well, it amplifies, it opens up words and helps you to see in variety of ways. So, the earth was formless and void or waste and emptiness. So, those are different ways of expressing this tohu wabohu phrase. Uh, the tohu Waboho phrase is kind of like an English equivalent of saying something like um, uh, warm and cozy. So it, it goes together. So we, you can say warm and you can say cozy. But when you hear warm and cozy, it does it does go together. And you, we know what that means when you think about, oh, she was all tucked in. She was warm and cozy. Uh, I'll explain a little bit more about that when we have our, our next lesson and next message. All right. Um, so what do you think? God, Uh, what was God's assessment of light on the first day? So let's take a look again at chapter one, verse four. And so he says on the the very first day, he assessed the light. And he says there was evening and there was morning marking the first day. And God saw that the light was good. Very simple. All right. Number seven, consider the spirit of God in Genesis one, five and the following verses. How was the spirit of God involved in creation? All right, let's take a look at Deuteronomy 3211, 11, Psalm 33, 6, and 104, back to that uh, chapter, and then a verse in Isaiah. Let's take a look at the Spirit of God mentioned in each of these. Like an eagle that stirs up its nest, that hovers over its young, That's that same word there. By the Lord's decree, the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth, all the starry hosts. The same word there, the ruach. The Elohim, the Ruach Elohim. When you send your life-giving breath, they are created. There's that word Ruach. And Isaiah 31, verse 5. Just as birds hover over a nest, so the Lord of heaven's armies will protect Jerusalem. He will protect and deliver. As he passes, he will rescue it. So all of these words are words that the Bible associates with the Spirit of God protecting hovering uh delivering passing over rescuing and that's exactly what the holy spirit was doing in creation the spirit of god the ruach elohim was hovering over the the waters right and uh, so that's this act of protecting and the nourishing part of of who we uh, know god is all right so number eight connect what can you learn about the beginning and God's existence from scripture. All right, let's go ahead and continue on. Let's take a look at Romans chapter one and a verse in Hebrews, Colossians, as well as John. You're probably familiar with a lot of these, especially if you did the Romans Bible study with us last year. Romans 1 20, for since the creation of the world was his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen. So what do we know about God? He has eternal in power, and he has a divine nature, and his attributes are invisible. Uh, They've been clearly seen, though. Why? Because they are understood through what has been made. So people are without excuse. Uh, In these last days, Hebrews 1, 2, He has spoken to us in a Son, whom he appointed heir over all things, and through whom he created the world. So we know this from the New Testament, uh, helping us understand the Old that Jesus was there, and that he, through him, he created the world. We're gonna talk more at length about where Jesus is in Genesis chapter one. He's there, and uh, but he's He's not named per se in the English that you would be able to see. But we are gonna dig into that. I'm gonna help you see it later. All right, Colossians 1.16. For all things in heaven and earth are created in him, Jesus. All things, whether visible, invisible, thrones, dominions, principalities, or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And then in John one one through five, uh, the fabulous verse, exciting for me. I remember learning this as a little kid. My dad was a pastor. My mom loved to teach Bible as well, and uh, they taught my sisters and I us how to say this verse in Greek. So I grew up learning this, So in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was fully God. The Word was with God in the beginning. Who's the Word? Jesus. All things were created by Him. We already know this from Romans 1 and uh, Hebrews and Colossians. Uh, And apart from Him, not one thing was created that has been created in Him was life. And the life was a light of mankind. And the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness is not mastered it all right so there we go so what can you learn about the beginning and god's existence that we have the triune god from the beginning that his he has invisible qualities and back to the holy spirit hovering protecting delivering and we have jesus the word of god and the word himself uh, being spoken so that the world can come into existence all right number nine compare contrast how do you picture how do you picture Genesis 1-2, A, in contrast with Genesis 1-5? Write or draw what is going on in each passage. Now, uh, just a quick note, as you're going through Bible study, you're going to see me oftentimes reference to a verse and then a letter. So one A or B or C. That means A was is the first phrase, B is the second phrase or sentence C. So sometimes in one verse, you're going to have one two three maybe even four phrases and so to help you break it down i'll refer to it as a b uh, c and so on like that so note that tip for later reference here we go so 1a it says um uh, no, no 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 no. one two a <laughs> now the earth was without shape and empty and then let's take a look at one five it says god called the light day the darkness night there was evening there was morning Marking the first day, how do you picture one two a in contrast with what one five so uh two a says without shape and empty, so how do you picture that? That would be really hard to imagine and draw or write about, but uh words that come into my mind would be blob, <laughs> even though blob is a is a shape it says it's was it was without shape and it was empty. I mean I can hold up a bottle and it this could be empty but it still has the shape of the bottle. <laughs> so that's gonna be a tough one. So do your best. <laughs> and then one five. Ah now we have light which is day and darkness which is night. Notice we just have these concepts. We don't have anything physical associated with them. Just light and then the absence of light which is darkness. So I'm gonna look for your creative Thoughts on this one is a little bit mind-boggling, isn't it? I'm I'm doing that on purpose to try to get you to blink your eyes a little bit and scratch your head. Hopefully that's being effective and you're doing that. <laughs> and I would love to see your, your drawing or your writing about it. All right, here we go. Uh, number 10, thinking biblically. A loved one says, I just feel so worn out and hopeless. How will your understanding of the scriptures help you offer wise and encouraging counsel that points her to God? We want to think biblically, and I want us to be able to take what our Bible study is, is teaching us, what we're learning, and then start saying, all right, how does this impact? How am I going to engage in the areas that I want to help people? You have that love, that desire to help people and to point them to the truth, even if they reject God in the Bible. You have it. You have the wisdom. What are you going to do with it? So I'm going to, we're going to work on that throughout this study. A loved one says, I just feel so worn out and hopeless. How will your understanding of the scriptures help you offer wise and encouraging counsel that points her to God? What have you learned about God? Who is God to you? How has the opening of Genesis been a reminder to you of who God is and how God engages with you personally? And so you can go to your friend and say, maybe she knows God, maybe she doesn't, but let's, let's, you know, assume, um, That she does remind her of who God is. No matter how tired and worn out she is, God's not right. God is the Spirit who hovers over and nourishes and protects and delivers. Right? God is Jesus who spoke it all into existence. God is the Creator of the universe. There's nothing outside of what God can do. And when we get overwhelmed, we, we have, we should find such great encouragement just to release that sense of overwhelmed, that tohuwabohu, it's in our own heart and give it to God, the father and say, I'm overwhelmed. This is a lot for me. This feels like craziness in my own mind and heart, but I know you're the one who brings things to order. That's what you should start see, to see in the word. Now, what if you're engaging with someone who's not a Christian, doesn't believe in God? How are you going to talk to them? Here's how I feel. This is what's true for me. This is what I have found as a Christian. I will pray for you. I hope this will become true for you as well, that you can know the God of the universe. And then you could turn that into a a witnessing moment, evangelism, sharing your faith with somebody who's at her wit's end in her life. And just let her know there is a God who created and loves and sustains and speaks. And he'll speak and create and love in her life as well. And you can speak that truth to her. All right. And our final number uh, is actually a bonus for you. Another chance to write some Hebrew. Uh, write God's names in Hebrew. Remember the Hebrew is written right to left. So, uh, so this first letter here, it looks kind of, it looks a little bit like an X, is um, is the Aleph. So God, which is the word Elohim, and then Spirit of God, which is Ruach Elohim, and that goes Ruach starting here at the far that 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 letter that looks a little bit like an upside down L. So Ruach Elohim. All right. Okay, <laughs> great job today, everybody. I'm uh, glad to have you with me. Uh, don't forget to practice your verse. If you haven't already, I wanna encourage you also to get the screensaver on your phone. <laughs> Every day you can look at your phone and see it right there for you. Get the screensaver for your phone. You can download that at jennifergrichmond.com on the Dwelling Richly Bible Study Genesis page. All right, thanks again for being here with me today. I know as always that you are loved and prayed for Uh, especially when you leave a comment because i can see your name and i go through those each and i pray for you by name you are loved and prayed for and i look forward to being back here again with you real soon bye bye for now